0: Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 58. How bloody hell are you? I hope that you are all well. Thank you very much for all of you who have already joined the Vibe Tribe. I'm very excited about it, so if you'd like to come and join us, we're going to be starting on the 1st of May, but it's open now and you can find it in many, many ways. You can search for it on Google or on Patreon, Vibe Tribe with Sophie Waddington. You can find it through the pinned post in the Positive Pig Facebook group or you can find it on my Instagram bio if you come and follow me and it's at Positive Pig Podcast and I would love for you to come and join us. So, what have I got to tell you this week? Uh, not, Not much really, I've been very busily working away on getting things ready for the Vibe Tribe and I spent the first half of this week on a school residential so... I was reluctantly torn away from my Super King memory foam bed and forced to sleep on a rubber mattress in a bunk bed with my pal Lorraine surrounded by 60-year-four children. And it was very tiring, but the kids had a fab time. We did loads of good stuff and we had a good laugh. And um, I did manage to get to sleep a little bit. I had to go and fend off Freddy Krueger at 1 o'clock in the morning who according to one of the lads had made his way over from 80s America and made his way into the Anderson Centre in Chorley in the middle of the night and he had plans to, and I quote, rip them all to pieces with his knife gloves. But I can only presume that at the sight of my increasingly annoyed face after being woken up the fifth time, that he thought better of it and made a very sharp exit. So all was well we were all able to return to bed unscathed by the claws of Freddy. Back to the fucking boiler room for you, my friend. So it was a bit of a shock having to go back into school and teach for two days after a residential, but I have made it to Friday, the Prosecco is chilling in the freezer, and I'm about to make a very short work of a serves for raspberry trifle. So life is good. So this week I'm going to talk to you about designing your environment For success, and that success will look different for everyone. And it's an idea that I picked up from a book that I read quite a while ago, but it's definitely one of my favourite books of all time called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And in fact, it's a book that I'm going to be recommending in a podcast episode that'll be for the Vibe Tribe soon because each month I'm going to choose some kind of self development book and do a podcast for the Vibe Tribe members where I'll pick out all my favourite bits and share with you why I liked it and how I used it, etc. So the idea of designing your environment for success was from this book, Atomic Habits, and I love it. It's something that has made such a difference in my life, and it's not just recently, over the past few years, because I've used it in a few different ways. And I've been meaning to do this, Activity since I moved house, and I thought recording about it will prompt me into doing that so that's what I'm going to talk about today and your environment has got a huge impact on how you feel in general, the work that you're able to produce, the quality of it and just the quality of your life in general and your environment just doesn't just include your house it also includes all of the spaces that you're in regularly so it could be your office or your workspace even your car and the places that you spend your free time in. And having this lovely ADHD brain of mine means that in many ways my life is a total contradiction. um, Particularly in the way that I really thrive when I'm in a clear and organised environment. But that is something that I find a massive struggle to be able to create and and to be able to maintain it. So it's, it's very annoying but this book has helped me a lot with doing that. And I'm going to use it again to redo that in my new home. It's not really new. I've lived here a fucking year. But you know what I mean? Like, I've not got up to it yet. So I'm going to use it to do the same thing in the house that I'm living in now. And people who knew me well when I worked as a teacher would laugh at me because when... I was in the classroom even though I was so disorganised and I was always like last minute with all the tasks and I lost everything I picked up and I couldn't remember what I was supposed to be doing and what lesson I was supposed to be teaching next ever, my classroom was always spectacularly tidy and that surprised people I think because it just didn't match (laughs) my personality because you know it's not a tidy personality, let's be honest. And my house would consistently look like there'd just been a recent police raid, but my classroom would look like a showroom. It was like perfect, all organised, beautiful, tidy all the time. And that was because I just truly could not teach or get any work done if my working environment wasn't calm and clear. So I had to put a lot of my energy into making sure that it was, uh, which wasn't a bad thing because I think that also worked well for the children in my class because it must be hard for a child to work in mess especially with the expectations that we have of them now and how much they have to do and and the level of work that they've got to get through so making it a calm environment I think was helpful for both me and for them but if I needed to just mark like 10 bolts I would first have to empty my desk of everything and I mean like everything if there was a fucking single paper clip left on the desk I couldn't do it so that's probably why my books were never marked actually in hindsight but I would have to make my space completely clear and tidy before I could even consider getting any work done. So I would like you to think about how your current work environment affects the quality or even the quantity of the work that you produce. And I know that some people are able to work in a mess. And if that's you, I'm, well. Let me give you a round of applause because I'm very impressed, but I think most of us will agree that making the space that we're working as clear and as calm and just enjoyable to be in as possible will have a really positive impact on the work that we do produce, whatever that might be. Since there's been the lockdowns, a huge number of businesses and companies have switched to become much more flexible in the way that they allow their employees to work, which is obviously amazing. And a lot of people no longer work in an office at all, and instead they either work partially or completely at home, which sounds great on the surface. And I, you know, I, I thought it was great when I first started doing home learning. But actually, when I had a bit of a taste of that during doing those lockdown lessons, I actually found that I struggled with it in a lot of ways because suddenly my home was now also my work and I was working long hours at my kitchen. Counter, so I found it really hard to finish my work day for a start. So when you're teaching, like many other jobs, I'm sure the work is just never done, and you've always got more on your to-do list. So when you don't have the caretaker to chuck you out at six o'clock, which is what happens normally, you end up carrying on, and before you know it, it's like one o'clock in the morning, you're still sat there working, and that a aff- a fucks it affects it does a affect, fuck it affects your work-life balance. And I'm sure that's the same for anyone who has transitioned from working in a normal like work environment to working completely or partially at home and equally on the days when you're feeling like less enthusiastic and you're tired probably because you stayed up too late working and you sat there opening your emails in your pajamas, it doesn't really do you any favors because you don't have that same professional mindset and the feeling of being like in work, so it's much harder. To motivate yourself to get the things done that you need to do, and I was lucky enough to be able to go back into my workplace my my other workplace, but now because I've started focusing on making that jump into turning this stuff into my job, I've found myself in that same predicament where I need to think carefully about designing my work environment and how I structure how I do it to make sure that I am productive but that I also can manage it and have a good life balance because I don't want to get back into what I was like when I was teaching where I was just working all the time and getting really burnt out and stressed. So that's why I'm going to use this kind of life hack to help me so at the minute I record at my kitchen table which is in like a little dining room because my kitchen's all this small and then I've got like an open plan little dining room and I have my table in the corner and over the next few months I really want to turn my spare bedroom which is currently just a room full of shite into a proper workspace space and specifically set it up for recording and for creating content in it. so I've been thinking about what I want that to look like and how I want to design it to have the most impact and make me the most productive whilst enjoying it. But in the meantime I've had to find some ways to make sure that I still get my stuff done and for me they've just been very very small easy adjustments which have made a big difference to me. So I'm going to tell you about those. So one of them is that when I arrive home from school and this could work for you whether you arrive home from your job or If you've got an extra thing that you want to do or that you're working on like a bit of a side hustle or whatever it is. Before I do anything else, I've started sitting down straight away at the table and starting working on the nights that I've planned to work. Whether that's on researching a topic for the pod or making notes, recording, planning a workshop, whatever it is. I've started making it the first thing that I do. So I walk in, I put my stuff down and then I go and sit down and and log in. And historically, what I would do is come home, put my jammers on immediately as soon as I walked through the door, start scrolling on TikTok, convince myself that I was going to start in half an hour. Then I'd start thinking, oh, I'll have my tea. I'll make that. And I'd have every intention of doing the work that I needed to do. But what actually happened is I would slip into like the at-home mindset and put it all off until the next day or even the day after that. And the thing was is that I wouldn't even really enjoy Relaxing in that time because I'd be too wrapped right with guilt, knowing that I was procrastinating, that I had shit to do that I wasn't doing. So just making that small change has made a big difference. So just before I do anything at all, I sit straight down and start my other work. And because of that, I'm also still in my work clothes, and I cannot express to you how weirdly effective this little adjustment has been. Just did a massive burp then and edited it out and it's just reminded me why I'm a podcaster and not a YouTuber. If you watch those YouTube videos, you understand what I mean about the burp. Anyway, so what was I saying before I was really interrupted by my burp? So yeah, because I'm still in my work clothes, it's really helped to keep me in that mindset that I'm still at work. It's it's kept me out of the oh you've arrived home, put your jams on, relax. So that's really helped me to get stuff done. If you are somebody that works at home and who's got into the habit that we all did over lockdown of working in your pyjamas, which was a true blessing at first uh, until we tried to put what pants back on and then it was a true trauma. Try getting yourself dressed in the morning as if you were going into a physical workplace in, in your stuff that you would normally wear if you were in like a professional environment and just see, experiment with it and see if it helps you to get into that zone. If you do work in a school, then you will know, know all too well that you would never plan to do a big write, an important piece of writing with your kids on a non-uniform day because the mindset and the focus is completely different when they're in their own clothes but that applies to us too we might not be running riot but we definitely have a different approach to our work because we don't associate being in that professional zone when we're not in our work attire hope that makes sense something else that you can consider about your work and your work environment is when you feel most productive Not everybody is the same, but we all have this kind of collective belief that we need to be working between the hours of nine till five or roughly then. But if you are a night owl and that's who you are and you start to feel really productive after, say, like three or four o'clock then think about how could you adjust the way that you work to make the most of that time slot where you're feeling at your highest productivity levels. And I know that not everybody has got the luxury of choosing the working hours, but even if you don't, are there certain tasks that you could do earlier or later when you've got more energy for them? Could you just make slight tweaks to your hours or the order that you do things in to increase your productivity? And then, when you think about your working week, what it looks like, and design it the best that you can, then you'll be utilizing your time well. And doing this will allow you to have like loads more time to enjoy for yourself, even just from those small changes. Something I've also started doing is using one of my lunch hours every week to work on my own stuff so instead of going sitting in the staff room and chatting which I think is still really important because you definitely still need that connection and that interaction with other people but just for one day I've committed to trying out getting myself a coffee and then just going working for an hour solidly on my own not distracted by anyone on my own stuff during my lunch hour and so far it's been a great help to me and it was, <laughs> I sounded like that woman then on TikTok, I don't know much, but half of you won't know what I'm talking about now, but you know that woman that goes, you've been a great help, you've been a great help today, Um if you don't know what I'm talking about, please ignore the last 15 seconds, but it has been a great help to me, and it's really kind of got me ahead of my work that I need to do, so maybe that's something that you could do as well, maybe you could think about If you want to get stuff done um, during your lunch hour, I know you're not supposed to be working during your lunch hour, but maybe that would save you from spending another hour after work trying to catch up on things that you've not done. So it might be for you worthwhile adjusting the way that you do your work. And we spend a lot of time at work. So we probably, most of us spend 40 hours at work. If you're employed, if you're self-employed, it's probably more like double that. So it's important to try and make the physical space that you're in, whether that's at home, whether it's a classroom, whether it's your office space, whether it's even in your car if you are a driver for work or whatever, to make it one that you enjoy being in. If it's messy and chaotic, spend some time sorting it out and making it nice. If you've got paper everywhere... Go and get some nice files to keep it organised in like an aesthetically pleasing way that you like. If it's cold, buy a heater. If it's hot, buy a fan. Decorate it. Get yourself a plant. Get yourself a new chair or a new desk or even just buy some nice new stationery. And ideally create some kind of divider between the workspace that you've got and the home space if you're working from home make it a space that you enjoy working in and that you want to spend time in but one that is clearly distinguished from your living space so I've made a point of keeping my computer in the kitchen because at one point well you know like in the dining room bit of my kitchen because at one point I was putting my um, computer next to my bed so that I could record while I was sat on my bed but then the lines are getting blurred there and I'd be sat up on my computer all night or it it's just not very healthy so I think it's really good to have a separate area even if that's only a very small bit of your house as your workspace that's just dedicated to that so that it doesn't interfere with the rest of your living space when we do spend a little bit of time designing a space that will fit our life perfectly then we're naturally going to be happier and more productive but your environment isn't just about your work it's also about your home too so Personally, much to my mother's disdain, who likes lots of things up and lots of stuff everywhere. I really like very neutral colours. Every single wall in my house is painted the same colour. There's no there's no difference. It's all the same colour and that colour is like a very, very, very pale, creamy, whitey colour. And I don't have loads of stuff upon the walls. I've got a few bits of things up on my wall, but not much. And my house generally is quite plain, and that's because it really helps me to have a clear head, and as it's already like a fucking bum fight in there, 95% of the time, I don't need any more distractions in my mind coming from my living space to add to the party, so I don't have a lot of furniture, I don't have loads of stuff on the walls, I don't have loads of pictures, I don't have loads of piles of things out, it's all very kind of, uh, I mean it's still a fucking tip half the time, don't get me wrong, but I only have a limited amount of stuff that I can make it a tip with because I like it to be clutter-free and clear and calming, basically. And a particularly important area of your home is your bedroom because if you're not getting good quality sleep, then you're not going to be happy or successful at anything that you do. So creating that calm space where you can really switch off at night and recharge rather than having like a messy, overwhelming space where you just sit scrolling on your phone or working until the early hours is very important. So think about what even the decor of your room is the colour that your, your bedroom is. Is it is it busy and is it distracting and is it too much for a bedroom? Could you make it simpler? Have you got a lot of stuff out on the sides? Could you put them away? Maybe you could leave your book or your journal next to your bed to try and develop that habit of like winding down for the night and even maybe like buying an alarm clock if you, like me, cannot trust yourself to leave your phone alone. So this week I've got a bit of a challenge for you and I think you will like it and I think you'll get a lot from it if you do it. So I would like you to get a notepad and a pen and walk around the rooms in your house and do a little bit of an assessment on them and ask yourself what do you like about the room and could you add more of that into it? And also think about what isn't working well at the minute. What are you maybe not noticing because it's been there so long that needs to be addressed? Or so like if you've got some clutter in your room. When our current head teacher at our school first started, she asked us as a staff what we thought about the environment, and we all agreed that it was really nice. It was tidy and welcoming so she asked us to do this then she gave give us a notepad and pen and asked us to walk around the school and actually really look closely at it and what we found was that although it was still a lovely space there was actually all sorts of crap that had just accumulated over the years and had been there so long nobody questioned what it was it would just like gone blind to it and it was nothing major it was just like you know random cupboards with boxes of shitting and broken handles on them and boxes of assorted crap on the windowsills and I just really remember that because it was a I found it to be a very useful task that I used then in the future that kind of linked in with that James Clear Atomic Habits book tip and it, it kind of helps us to see what we wanted to have our environment like as a staff and make little changes to improve it. And as a result of that, it's just such a nicer environment to work in now. So as well as doing that bit of an assessment and walking around your rooms and and seeing is there anything that you need to address and declutter or change, I also want you to think about what regularly in your life, your day-to-day life, gets on your tits at home, apart from your husband, obviously. But like oh it could be at work as well but particularly at home one of the things that springs to mind for me is when i've just got cozy in bed with my electric blanket on and i go to set my alarm and realize that i've left my fucking charger plugged in in the living room it really pisses me off and i do it constantly so i am going to solve that problem by ordering a second charger that will come next day delivery on amazon problem solved i could even go one further and order an actual oh yeah i think i will do that order an actual alarm clock so that i can leave my phone out of reach if i can bear it so think about what gets on your tits does it annoy you that maybe you have to drag the hoover around and keep changing where it's plugged in if you live in a bigger house maybe could you invest in a cordless hoover to solve that problem it's a one-time purchase that might cost a few quid but it's going to solve something that is been annoying you for god knows how long i don't know do you always lose your house keys or anything could you buy a sticky hook for the back of your door to hang your house keys on or could you have um a particular place like a little bowl or a basket where you keep your reading glasses is there i'm trying to think of some other things never any like teaspoons left when you bake a brew could you just go and get an extra pack of teaspoons so there's always enough are the shoes all over the floor when you walk in your house have you got like kids that just chuck the shoes or again husbands um could you get a shoe rack or if you're like me and you can't even be asked to put them on a shoe rack a big plastic tub works very well i just chuck all mine in a curva box are you always like looking for a pen and paper when you're on the phone? Could you maybe put one out in a specific place that's never allowed to move? Do you want to um, get ready for bed so like, when you fall asleep at night on the couch you don't then later have to creep around in the bathroom brushing your teeth and taking your makeup off while you're trying not to wake up your kids who are asleep? Maybe you could do something like keeping some makeup wipes and a toothbrush in a basket that's in the kitchen cupboard so that you could use them instead of the ones upstairs. Maybe you want to eat healthily in the mornings and you could make some, like, pre-prepared healthy foods ready to just grab out of the fridge when you're in a rush rather than swerving in mackies for a hash brown and a sausage and egg. Bad boy. Um, if you wanted to drink more water, you could get a water bottle or you could even, this is what I do, I drink bottled water. I do recycle my bottles, but I don't like shitty tap water. So you could get a few packs of water and keep some next to your bed, keep some at your desk, keep some in your car so that you've always got some nearby because if it's right there, you're much more likely to do whatever it is that you're trying to develop into a habit. And there are millions of tiny little ways that you can design your environment to just set you up for success. And the simpler that you can make your day-to-day life activities, both at work and at home, the more likely that you are to make choices that are going to benefit you. Designing your environment like that just takes out all of the decision-making from it and makes it a smoother process because everything's right there ready and waiting for you to go. So it ends up being harder to make a choice that's not very good, like Mikey's breakfast, than it is to just make the right choice because it's already prepared. Like if you, go in, if you want to go to the gym have your gym stuff laid out, put your trainers there, ready on the days before you go into the gym. It Make it hard for yourself to not make good choices that are going to push you forward and benefit you and help you to become successful in whatever it is that you want to do. Um, one of the best things that I did after reading this Book Atomic Habits was to start a meal subscription service and it was that one called Gusto or Gusto, I don't know. And something that I hated doing was the food shopping, because we used to do it on a Sunday afternoon, and it took up all fucking afternoon, and I hated that, and it cost a fortune. I had to try and guess what we'd need for the week, because I'm unorganised as folk, and I'd always forget, like, an essential ingredient, so I'd get all the stuff to make this lovely homemade Thai green curry, and then forget the fucking Thai green bit, like, so the rest of it would just rot away, and we'd order a takeaway instead, and it was just an absolute black. So when I started doing the gusto boxes, it was a complete game changer because it took away all of that decision-making and having to organise myself. It was all just done for me, and it ended up that we really enjoyed the meals because I used to do it when I was with my ex I don't do it now. I would like to do it, but there's too much food in a box for one person. Um, But we really enjoyed the meals, and also we didn't have to spend all Sunday fucking about at Tesco, which was great. So I really, really would love you to spend some time this week assessing your environments and designing them carefully to work better for you. And it's going to have a massive impact on your life quality. So I really, really urge you to do this. Some one-time purchases will solve annoyances and things that are making life difficult or even leading you into bad habits. Things that might have been pissing you off for years will be solved immediately. So it's a really worthwhile task to do. So yes, it wasn't a very day episode today, but I hope that you've found it useful. And don't forget, if you would like to come and join us in the Vibe Tribe, which will be starting on the 1st of May, but is open now, you can find the link to it in the show notes. You can search for it, Vibe Tribe with Sophie Waddington. And I will speak to you all next week. Have a fantastic week. Goodbye.